where we talk about the lessons learned in parenting and jiu-jitsu and where they sometimes converge. My name is Blake. I am a brown belt in jiu-jitsu and the father of two kids under three. And my co-host is Uday Malhotra. Hey guys, Uday Malhotra here. I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu, a father of two little girls, uh, age seven and three, and uh, still trying to figure out fatherhood as, as I go. Um, this week, guys, we're going to do something a little bit different. We have, Uday and I have noticed uh, that our our episodes tend to follow a theme. And this week, we're going to start to focus on a theme before we get into the podcast um, and, and kind of point out where it comes out throughout. Um, Uday pointed out earlier that this week, both of our lives, uh, struggling with balance is something that uh, we're, we're both uh, coming up against. And so we're going to talk about uh that a little bit this week. Yeah, right on. And, you know, I think I mentioned last week, I've been doing some travel out to the Pacific Northwest. And, you know, I traveled again last week. And you might hear my voice. And I'm traveling again this weekend. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel the burn of all the travel and everything going on. It's just living a very busy life right now. And I'm super grateful for it. You know, it's it's exhausting, yeah. um, but it's all good stuff, right? Like this past weekend, I took the kids to Palm Desert. We went to Disneyland. I'm teaching a seminar in Chicago this coming weekend. And, um, you know, we're going camping in a couple of weeks. I mean, I, I, I hate, hate the idea of camping with a passion. Yeah. Um you know, give me give me a proper toilet to poop in. You know, I I, I don't I don't know about all this camping stuff, but um, but you know, it's all good stuff. It's hanging out with my kids, and these moments are so precious and far and few between, right? And so, um, I I definitely don't take them for granted, and it's it's wearing on me a little bit right now. I think that's super relatable to both parents yeah. and kids, right, man? Yeah. Like we've talked about this before, but even the fun things for your kids are a little bit stressful, right? Like totally. even going to the park, you know, getting the shoes on, getting the sweater on, yeah. all those steps it takes to go to the park. Like the park is an exciting reward. Going to get acai, it still is a source of stress for the kid because it's a change of environment. It's all this, you know, new stuff for this whole transition, um, especially toddlers, right? Toddlers really totally. struggle with those transitions. So, you know, it's, it's the same thing that our kids are going through um on a, on a micro level uh and dude i am right there with you my week has been intense my you know i'm kind of training for a comp that's coming up i'm not kind yeah, of you I'm are training for a comp that's coming up um uh you know as a freelancer uh managing multiple clients uh, yeah, is always a struggle uh content creation i got a lot of a lot of irons in the fire right now um and uh you know i'm grateful that i have all this stuff going totally. on it's just really hard to direct my focus on um things in a way that isn't just like hey what's the biggest fire immediately in front of me that's like you know gonna gonna burn down the house um yeah i think that's a good transition to talk about our week in fatherhood well how how was your father's day my man (laughs) father's day was good man um we had a slow morning and then um i i struggle with migraine headaches and so i kind of got knocked out by one for the first half of the day but um uh was able to rally um, and uh, and made it out the door to go see some friends. So we have a, a group of friends that we um, I have been friends with since college, and we kind of nice. get together. At, you know, we were at each other's weddings. Uh, you know, I, I did massive bike packing trips with uh, this guy um, when we were younger, and now we're at this stage in our life where they have three kids, we have two kids, and we go on trips together and stuff like that. So, you know it's just so good to have those friends with you in life. It can be hard to maintain those relationships, but for sure it's, they're so worth putting the effort in, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, anyways, but, but the coolest thing happened with Owen, um, is that he, you know, in September we went on a trip with them and I had a bike race, um, with, um, my buddy Noah, who's the, the dad in this unit. And, you know, they've got, um, think a five-year-old a three-year-old and a newborn and Owen was kind of just co-playing when we first hung out with them right he was kind of like playing alongside of them back in September and today or Sunday when we walked in the front door of the house they were staying at we just didn't see him again 
he took off with those kids and they were just like a wild pack of animals completely in their own world and didn't need us at all. And what a win. It was, dude, it was so awesome. So yeah. just so proud of him for how, how confident he's become in, in co-playing and actually playing with other kids. Um, because, you know, I, you know, uh, with your, with your younger kid, it's, you know, the COVID stuff really yeah. was kind of scary about, oh man, yeah. are they ever going to be able to socialize properly? And, you know, anyways, there was, it was a beautiful moment. I was really stoked to have that on Father's Day. No, dude, that, that's, that's so awesome. I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, both our three-year-olds were born right before COVID, right? And so they, for a big chunk of that time where they would be playing with other kids and learning and, and just interacting they were at home hanging out with us, right? Yeah. Like they're hanging out with the old people. So like, um, you know, and so for them to really get comfortable in their own skin and comfortable playing with other kids and, and just figuring that, that out, you know, like that's a huge win. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice, man. How was your, how was your father's day? It was, it was, it was perfect. You know, we were in, as I mentioned, we were in Palm desert and, um, you know, we, we basically spent the entire day in the pool and, um, you know, my wife got me this really nice, just like comfortable pillow. Um, I've been like look shopping around for one. She got me one, and um, it's just really nice. You know, it's just downtime, hanging out with them, and doing nothing in the pool. And then the next day, you know, we went out to Disneyland. We drove from Palm Desert to Disneyland, which is added to my week of exhaustion. Dude. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been rough. So we we made that drive. It was like three hours. Not so bad, but like on top of like being in the pool all day, the day before. Right. So, um, you know, it was great. You know, I mean, I'll tell you, dude, you know, she, my, my three-year-old, she is, her and Milena are very different for those, you know, for those who don't know, like the two of them are very different and you'll kind of see that in some of these stories and anecdotes I tell about them as we continue this podcast. And Milena, the best way I can concisely tell it, tell it is Milena has like little puppy dog energy where she's like, Hey, Let's go. Let's play. Let's do stuff. Yeah, I'm down. And Shia has like little kitty cat energy, you know, where she's like, you want to do what now? We're doing what? You know, so it's, it's getting her excited is like a monumental task at times. She's still a three-year-old, so it happens from time to time, right? Now, I'll tell you, when we were at Disneyland, I mean, the whole day she was kind of like Shia was very chill, like, oh, that's cool. That's dope. All right, I like that. I was almost brought to tears seeing her face when we sat around and watched the parade go by because I have very seldom do I see that level of excitement in her face and Moana floating by on a float and Elsa and Anna was like a life changing experience for her. And it was just like, it was, it was, it was so beautiful to see how excited she got seeing like these characters that she loves come to life. And like, you know, just the whole pomp and circumstance of it all was really cool. Like, with the frozen thing they had like little like fake snow flying into the audience and like she loved it. And just like seeing her face light up really just, it made my whole, made my whole weekend. It, it, as, as tired as I am right now, like it was, I would be twice as tired right now to continue to see her face like that. Right. Like it it is, it made everything so perfect, you know? And so, um, yeah, man, it was, was I I just, I just want to say that, almost all, every time that I've seen Shia has been yeah. outdoors and she's always wearing sunglasses yeah. and like, it just adds to her like chill demeanor. It's so like, when you see a three-year-old in sunglasses, man, it's just like so cool. You're like, I'm never going to be that cool. Hollywood so. Shia. Hollywood <laughs> Shia coming through guys. Yeah, man. Uh, and so you have expressed to me right now that you're tired yeah. uh, and that you had some like, you know, you had some big excitements. So it sounds like things are just kind of like balancing out for you a little bit in terms of all of that, you know, the, the big highs and then like, you know, some, yeah. some kind of physical and, and maybe emotional crashes. I don't know about you, but after I compete, I sometimes have like a, an emotional hangover yeah, the next most day. Definitely. Most definitely. Um, and I, I don't know if you're experiencing any of that right now. You know, I think, um, I mean, actually to touch on that, I remember the last tournament we both did a couple months ago, I was like... You know, usually it doesn't take much to convince me to train. I don't care what I'm feeling. I'll train, right? The next day, I mean, that day, later that evening when we both competed, you texted me and you were like, hey, want to go take our kids to this park and do this like parent thing? I was like, hell yeah, I do. Let's go. Let's do it, you know? And, you know, to answer your question specifically about like this moment, yeah, I mean, like I am kind of feeling that like 
just emotional and physical hangover of like, um, of like having just like that fun time with them, you know, and like, and also they are feeling a bit of a hangover too, in the sense that, you know, they had late nights that they weren't used to and like grouchy the next morning. And, you know, I will say in that same vein, you know, Milena, my seven-year-old, you know, she's really, I'm so proud of her, man. She's really growing into her role as a big sister. And, you know, for those of you who are listening, who have two kids around that distance and and actually you will too soon, Blake, you know, that that you're going to see a lot of fighting. Right. And like, one of the cool things is once they turn that corner, it's, it's really special to see. And the fighting won't stop. But when that big sibling turns that corner and really fulfills that role as like big sister, big brother, it's just, it's so special to see. And like, you know, the other day, like Milena was helping Shia make lemonade. I just like was sitting back and sitting back and watching, like she freshly squeezed a lemon and gave Shia a turn. And like, you know, when they argue about who's playing with toys, like Milena is like, Hey, let's, let's make a deal. You play with this one for five minutes and I play with this one and we'll switch. And like, like, dude, that's, this amazing. Good for you. And like, you know, this morning, like, I think I mentioned last time, like she especially has a hard time wearing, like she, she likes to wear dresses and skirts to school. And like, she doesn't want to wear shorts and pants underneath them. And like, you know, you got to, right. Like, especially when the weather's like questionable, like, like you just got to wear shorts. Right. And so, um, Malena's like, Hey, look, dude, I'm, I'm wearing shorts. Let me help you. Let me help you pick shorts out. And like, it takes so much pressure off of us. And like, and I will say this too. I do have to remind Milena that she, her job is to be a big sister, not her mom. She doesn't need to put that pressure on herself. It's be her big sister, continue to help her, continue to be like there for her, right? You don't have to tell her what to do. Leave that to me and mama, right? Leave that to papa and mama. You don't have to tell her what to do. Just be there for her, right? And so, um, yeah, that, that's kind of the cool thing I'm experiencing right now. And, and, you know, I know your kids are a little bit younger right now, and um, you you'll be there soon, and it's going to be really yeah. cool to see. Man, that's interesting. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, I think I think I may have touched on this last time, but um, you know, what you talked about with like the late be- the late bedtimes and yeah. that stuff is you know you kind of have an 80, 20 rule that I talk about this. Yeah, last Yeah, totally. Sure yeah. did, and, and I leaned and, into it heavy this weekend. So thank yeah, you for yeah, the advice. Where, of course, man. Where you know. When you're at home, 80% of the time you follow the rules, 20% of the time you just kind of let shit fly. And when you're on the road, you just kind of switch that around. Um, That's something that I found to be super helpful with us. And it also like, it not only takes the pressure off of like the kid, but it just takes the pressure off of you as parents, right? To be like, okay, man, we're just going to let it go. You know, we're going to go to bed, we go to bed. Tonight might not be a bath night, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's funny you use that example because that's exactly where we were at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, my week in fatherhood was, um, yeah. you know, back to that kind of pick in our battles thing. Like, yeah, uh, my, my three-year-old has been, uh, pushing his boundaries quite a bit and kind of pushing his, like seeing what he can get away with and, and being like a bit more risky and defiant. Um, but it, it is just kind of normal three-year-old shit, uh, yeah. that he's doing. It's nothing like, you know, crazy and deviant. Um, and so as a parent, I'm in this weird position of like with everything else that I'm balancing, I know that I can take these situations and turn them into wins. You know, I know that I can make myself available and say, Hey man, like I know you just want to dump the paint all over the kitchen floor. And if I'm just kind of playful with you about it and you know, this phase will pass. Or if I go, yep. you know, I think we talked about being super reactive. If I go like way off the deep end, I'm like, oh man, like what are you doing with the paints? Totally. I tell you this every time, right? And um, and so for me as a as a dad, mm-hmm. it's like being able to be playful is a is a privilege in a way where yeah. I have to have the the time and the mental and physical like bandwidth to yeah. be on that level. And you know, I, I told you we had like a, a freak out at Trader Joe's where. Owen was just, he wasn't even mad or upset. He was just like that crazy three-year-old screaming. And I never thought that I would be a dad who had that kid. Uh, And I was like, I cannot believe like I'm in this situation. Yeah. Everybody's looking at you. Like you feel like you're, you know, you're, you're you're blushing. Like everything feels really intense. Like the pressure's on. How am I going to handle this? How am I going to handle this? And what I've learned is that you can't try and, win it in that moment 
You have to look at things on a bigger scale. And if I'm going to try and de-escalate that situation right there, I'm only going to pick it up. I'm, I'm hey, bud, you've got to be quiet. Hey, we're in the store. Hey, remember. And then he's going to think it's really fun and it's a fun game and he's going to keep getting louder. And so, you know, in that in that situation, I just said, fuck it, man. I'm handing him a phone. Yeah. And we're, we're going we're, we're gonna to talk about this when I get home, when he's available to hear about it. Yeah. It's a situation like that where you're like, hey, man, like you're the parent, you know, like in this, situ- you know, you, you it, it's totally important for you to have emotions um, and process your emotions and have those emotions be independent of the experience that your child has. Right. Totally. Like there are times when your kids should see the emotions for sure. Like we talked about last week, like when I ate shit on the skateboard, yep. I told them, yep. you know, I'm okay. I should have said, Hey man, I got a little hurt. And then yep. in that situation, you know, I don't want him to know the way he behaves. I feel like shouldn't be contingent upon my emotions. Right. Like right. that, the way he behaves in that situation should be on his understanding of, oh, we're in this space. We're respectful of other people. This isn't the time for us to yell. We can yell when we're at the park, you know, like things like that. Not that, hey, we don't yell in the grocery store because it makes dad yeah. really mad. Yeah. Because that, that's not the the lesson that's appropriate. So right. anyways. And he's not going to get that either in the moment, right? And so, but let, let, me, let me ask you this. As a parent, when you go to Trader Joe's and you see another parent with a kid who's screaming at the top of their lungs, do you judge them? Dude, fuck no. Of course, <laughs> right? And so yeah. so I would, I mean, give yourself space to be like, who cares? Nobody's judging me. And the only people that may be judging you are the people that don't have kids. And let me tell you something. They have the easiest life, okay? <laughs> if you don't have kids, going to the grocery store, going on a flight is the easiest experience ever. Ever, I know I've lived both lives, right? So, um, so, um, sorry, my phone keeps going crazy. I turned off the ring. I really apologize. Uh, um, but the reality is, it, that. what's that? I said, I think parents will actually relate to yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the reality is, though, dude, that like, um, is that no one's gonna judge you, and the people that do, like, you know, who cares, right? Yeah. 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 And, you know, I last I just wanted to shout out my wife has been such a freaking rock star this week. Um, Milo, our our little one, is going through his four month sleep regression. And dude, he's been he's been such a easy baby. I won't say, you know, he's been a good baby. No baby's good, but he's been an easy baby. I mean, no baby's good because no baby's bad. Right. That's what right. that means. But um, he's been a very, very easy. And He's just hit his, his sleep regression. And Becca is just, dude, she's just taken on so much of it. And because of that, like, you know, she's having a hard time every day at like 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. And like, she's just trucking through it. And I don't know, yeah. I you know, as, yeah. a, as a person who is not the primary caregiver of the kids right like i work during the day and i'm i'm really accessible i'm really here uh and very hands-on but you know becca is largely responsible for managing the kids throughout the day and dude she's just fucking killing it on very little right now and i just kind of wanted to like i don't know give her a shout out and also like it's another situation where it's like about balance because i can see she's so strong and she's so tough and she just sucks it up. And at some point, you know, we, we, I got to start picking up some slack because, um, it's, she's not going to be able to do this forever. It reminds me of a video you sent me earlier this week. It was either earlier this week or last week where, um, there was someone talking about the fact that like, you know, marriage is not 50, 50, right. It's, it's, I've got, Look, man, I've got twenty percent I can give today, baby. You know, I, I don't know if much how much more I can give. All right, you know what? I've I've got the energy. I can cover your your missing thirty percent, and I'll I'll go eighty. You go twenty, right? Like it's it yeah. it, it it can't always be fifty fifty because that's not realistic, right? Like there are days yeah. where where both of you may just have the twenty percent, right? Cool. How do we fulfill the other sixty with yeah. just understanding and grace and kindness and just you know try trying our best to fight through the day. Right. And so, 
Um, I, I love that video. I showed it to my wife. Her, her reaction was like, she's like, dude, I don't want to be shouting percentages at you all day. I'm like, I, I get that. I don't think that's the point of it, baby. Right? Like, um, it's it's more along, you know, as your partner, I should also be able to see, like, man, you I you had a rough weekend too. You know, you're probably running on on fumes right now. Um, let, let me pick up a little bit of slack. Right. And so it's yeah. about that, just like give and take in, in, in your relationship with her. And, and I mean, not you, but like in general, right? Like um, that's so we've been trying to implement that without shouting percentages at each other. <laughs> given, given both of your sort of yeah. like the, where you, where your guys' brains live, I think that yeah. might be just a little bit too much. <laughs> 13, <laughs> 13. 13. 27, five right now. <laughs> uh, um, cool, man. So, this week we're going to do something a little bit different. We um, got a question that came in uh, over social media, and it's a question that's pretty common. And I just think it would be great for us to uh, Ude and I decided it would be great for us to address this question um, because uh, while it might not exactly pertain to our topic of balance this week, I think that it's something that people probably need to hear. So I'll, I'll quickly read it as I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, this. Young man wrote in and he says, uh, I'm going to be a father and I'm scared and nervous because I haven't been the best at taking care of myself. So I don't know how I'm going to handle taking care of a mini me. Will I get better? Uh, or will it get better? Um, do the nerves go away? Am I in for a rude awakening when the child is born and things get worse? I honestly don't know what I should be feeling. Yeah, it was a bit of a surprise to both of us and I'd really like some advice. So... With that, Uday. It's a question. It's a great yeah, question. Man. Well, you know, I mean, you go, you go, go. Ahead, you, go lead, you lead it off. You lead it off. All right. You know, the first, the first sort of joke I was going to make is that like being able to take care of yourself, sadly, isn't a great prerequisite for being yeah. able to take care of a child. Uh, often, parents just let themselves go into complete disrepair and don't take care of their themselves at all, and and completely their children thrive. So, uh, but that's not, you know, that's obviously not how we want to parent. Um, we want to balance everything out and make sure that, yeah. to the best of our ability, everybody is is healthy. Um, yeah. You know, I the advice that I would give, I think, is is to lower your expectations of what this experience is going to be. You know, you're not giving birth to a fully formed toddler who is going to start asking you, you know, about, you know, systemic racism, right? You have uh, 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 basically an exotic uh, high maintenance pet um, that requires four things, you know, it requires that you feed it, that you change its diaper, that you burp it, and that you, you know, you put it to sleep. And then it requires that you give it a lot of love. And most of those things are actually free. Um, and you carry them with you all of the time. So you probably already have the bare necessities that you need to keep your child alive. Uh, as kids grow, obviously, they become more complex. And so does your skill set. What somebody, you know, never really tells you is that, like, the children sort of raise you alongside you raising them. They, they upskill you with what they need as you as you go. And, you know, just broadly, like, no one is ever really ready. So, yeah, yeah I, that, that would be kind of how I would approach your this person's feelings. I love that note about your kids help up level you too, right? Like yeah. I have, I mean, I have found maturity since I've had both my daughters that I didn't think I was ever capable of. I didn't think I was ever capable of that level of maturity. And so, um, you know, it help it helps up level you as well. And they, to your point, they help raise you. Right. And, and I absolutely would second your note of that, that look, no one's ever really ready to have a child. And you know, I, I can give you an anecdote. I had, um, several years ago when I had Milena, when we had Milena, my boss at the time, it was actually my boss's boss's boss was having a kid at the same time. And this guy made a ton of money. He made like probably 250K a year, quarter million dollars a year. And he was like, dude, I don't feel like I'm ready for this. What? You make a quarter million dollars a year. What do you not have at your fingertips that you need, right? Like you've got everything <laughs> that you need. Like, come on, what do you mean you're not ready? He he was like probably our age now, right? Like like late 30s, early 40s. And um, I, in my head, I was like, geez, if this guy's not ready, no one's ready, right? But the reality is no one is ready. And you just make it work, right? Because there's a lot that's going to be asked of you. And it is going to be difficult. It is going to be hard. And it's also going to be one of the most rewarding experiences that you'll ever 
that you'll ever have in your life. Right. Um, and I'll say this too, is like, you know, um, people with less resources than this, this person have successfully raised kids. Right. I, I don't know what this person's situation is. I don't know, you know, what, what his situation is at all, but I do know that people with less resources than him have successfully raised kids. People have done it without electricity. People have done it without like running water. Right. Like people yeah. have done it basically camping, <laughs> but, um, right. All kidding aside, people have done it with less than whatever he has. Right. And so, yeah. um, so just go into it knowing, you know, that, that whatever you have is, is, is what you have and you'll go, you'll, you'll make it work. Right. And you know, yeah. the nerves, the nerves of being a parent and you can attest this too, right, Blake. I mean, you just had a, a one, four months ago, right? Like the nerves never go away. Right. Like it's, it's, it, they come and go and you know, being a parent's hard. Right. But I don't know. Like I, I'll say this, like he asked, should I be feeling this way? And the reality is, is yes, your feelings are valid. There's no right or wrong way to feel about having a kid. Right. Any, any yeah. change in, in status, right? Like any change in status comes with a little bit of fear, right? Like you go from being employed to getting laid off. That's a change in status. It's scary. You go from being single to being married. That's scary, right? You go from being married with two incomes and no kids, a dink, right? That dual income, no kid life to all of a sudden now you've got a life to take care of. It's scary. Jiu-jitsu, yeah. go from not competing to competing. You go from blue belt to purple belt. All of it is scary. All of it comes with new sets of expectations. And yeah. What I found in my life that helps me deal with that is embrace those expectations, embrace that fear, and just ride the wave, right? And learn as you go. Yeah. And I, I mean, because yeah. it's going to be there for you regardless, right? Like, totally. however, however you however you approach it, it doesn't change the fact that it's still standing in front of Correct. you. Correct. And to your point, like, if you're if you're not scared, if you're not a little bit uncomfortable, like, you're not ready. You you don't you're not fucking ready. Like you yeah. don't understand what's, what's coming down the pipeline. Yeah. And also like this, the fear is a little bit a part of the process. Like hundred percent that, that, that feeling of like, you know, when I first had a kid, it felt so much like being on tour in a band for the first time where yeah. you're like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing, dude. Like, this is crazy. Like I, I just, I just moved out of my apartment, moved my shit into storage. I sold my truck. Like, why am I out here? What, what's going on? And it's like that little bit of like, wow, you're really in is a, yeah. it is a once in a lifetime experience. And so you should have that, that feeling. Totally. And, you know, I, I'll lean into a story I told last week when, you know, when she had got the fucking bead stuck up her nose. <laughs> when I say I shit a giant brick when that happened, <laughs> I am not exaggerating. Right. But you intuitively just figure it out. Yeah. You just figure it out, right? And here's yeah. the other reality to this dude, right? Like, man, you, you're probably better at taking care of yourself than you realize, right? Yeah. You found someone that want, that, that's having a kid with you. You found someone to bang you and have a kid with you. You know, maybe that's yeah, a little crass, sure. but like, but like, dude, you're probably doing you're probably doing better than you think, and you know, yeah. um, so and and maybe this will help energize you and and. You know, whatever you think you're you're lacking at, you know, maybe this will help um, help you adjust that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I I've said this, I think probably before on this podcast, but there's no better force function for decision making than having a child. I think you know the 100%. you will the amount of time that a task will takes will take you will fill the amount of time that you give yourself to take to do that task, right? Uh, the reason why a, a three-hour test, uh, essay test in college takes three hours is because you have three hours to do it, right? <laughs> if you had 45 minutes to do it, you would do it in 45 minutes. If you had two days to do it, yeah. you would do it in the last 15 minutes before it's due. Um, but like, you know, like the having kids, the, I think the thing that people struggle with most in life without kids, I am with kids, it, but, but, you know, is the, is the prioritization. It's how do I shuffle the things on my spreadsheet so that I can tick them off and which one needs to get done the most. And yeah. kids are an incredible force function for decision-making because they, uh, they just automatically race up to the top of that chart. And you're like, cool. I know that I have to get this shit done first. And then everything else kind of falls into place. And I have found that I am tremendously more productive now that I have children than before because you have to be. So yeah, man, Absolutely. I think, 
Yeah. And then just another one that you might think about is that every person that you see walking around in the world, every single person is the result of someone successfully raising a newborn into an adult. Now there are some shitty adults out there and there are some amazing people out there. And most people kind of fall somewhere in the middle and you know, every single person you see is a result of that. So you could probably do this. A lot of people have done it before you. In fact, everyone around you is a result of this. Yeah. You got this dude. (laughs) I hope that helps. Um, Let's talk about jujitsu, man. Yeah, (laughs) man. Actually, you know, one point I wanted to kind of go back and talk about for um, TWIF, This Week in Mm -hmm. Fatherhood. I forgot to mention this earlier. Um, But, you know, we're we're in summertime now. And um, one of the things I noticed during summertime and like kind of the holiday season is, you know, you see more family, more friends. And, um, you know, just like people coming in and out of town, like like you mentioned earlier. And and so one of the things that we're trying to teach the kids is, is just more about body autonomy. And, you know, we, we get like everyone coming into town saying, hey, get, get, can I have a hug? Can I have a kiss? You know, and like the reality is if if they don't want to hug or kiss, the answer is no. You can say no. You can say no, yeah. girls. It's okay. You know, you do have to say hi. You do have to be polite, say hi. But you don't ever have to touch someone if you don't want to. And, and you know, it's really important for me as a father to put that power back in their hands, right? And even for me, right, as much as it breaks my heart sometimes, I'll be like in the morning when they wake up or when – after they like we get into an argument, they like, I don't want to hug. I don't want to kiss. And it breaks my heart. And I have to be okay with it. And I have to show them that I'm okay with it because I don't want them to feel like there's this external pressure, like, oh man, all right, fine, I'll give you a kiss, right? Like, I don't I don't yeah. want them to feel that way. I want them to feel like I want to hug you, and so I'll hug you. And that's that. And and nobody in this world can force you to to hug them or kiss them, whatever it is. Right. And so, um, it just happens a lot during the summer and the winter. And so, um, that's something I just kind of noticed and, um, really important. Something, call out, yeah. Dude. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, this is a good season to learn that, to, yeah. to give them some of that agency back. Um, and, uh, Owen, for example, really doesn't like goodbyes, really doesn't like saying goodbyes. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't like to give hugs. He doesn't like to give kisses. He just, he gets, you know, he has anxiety about people leaving. And so, yeah. You know, I, you know, with people who are like, oh, come on, you know, like kind of give them the yeah. pressure. It's just like, yeah. I got to just be like, oh, Owen doesn't like goodbyes. You know, yeah. I'll give it's you smart. I'll That's smart. You, you know, um, it's a good way. Yeah. To put it. I like that. Uh, and so this is actually a good transition uh, because yeah. we talked about this before is that, you know, that's one of the interesting fun lessons when I do jujitsu with Owen. Um, you know, obviously we're not doing barren bolos. We're doing very <laughs> simple teaching him single leg, double leg yep. takedowns. I'm teaching him how to pass the guard. Uh, and it's mostly just like a quick 10 minute play thing that we do. But before we start any round, before we are allowed to touch each other's bodies, we always slap hands and bump fists. And that. that indicates to, to both of us that, hey man, I'm okay with you touching my body. And you're letting me know that you're okay with me touching your body. And at any point when you want to stop, you just tap or you say, I'm done. And we and, and then from that on, then on out, I don't touch your body anymore and you don't touch my body anymore. Yeah. And that, anyways, with that, yeah. I think we could probably talk about jujitsu for a little bit. Let's do it. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, man. So, you know, this week in, in training, uh, twit, as it is, right. As it were, right. Twit. So, um, yeah. uh, you know, look, I mentioned earlier, I don't want to belabor it. I just been, I've been exhausted. Right. And, and it's really taken me to dig deep to show up and, um, and, you know, there are days that I, I just, like the last two weeks, I just have had no motivation to train because of how much I've got going on, how tired I am. And um, it's really forced me to really lean away from training, being motivated to train and, and leaning into de- determination, right? And dedication. This is something I said I was going to do. This is something I said I was going to do daily at this time. And now I'm going to do it, right? And so it's just creating that habit. You don't feel good train. You feel good, train. You're sleepy, train, right? Like just you committed to this. So now do it. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. And so, um, and look, when I train, not every match has to be the finals of ADCC, right? Like maybe I'll have yeah. one or two that are like that, but like, yeah, I'm just setting those expectations. Maybe I'll, I'll grab like a blue belt and just like, you know, let them work and, and, and play. Right. And, and just move and just keep my movements sharp. Right. And, and, um, I feel like it's it's important that like 
when you compromise once, it's easy to compromise twice. You compromise twice, it's easy to compromise five times, right? So like, I don't want to be the person that like compromises on myself, right? Like I committed yeah. to something and I want to see it through, right? And so, um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. You know, one of the things, you know, one of the things I tell people and students that, that compete and they tell me like, look, you know, I don't feel like I've trained enough to compete. I don't feel like my train has been there this time and I'm competing on Saturday. Like I've had this stuff, this, that, and the other going on in my life. I haven't been able to compete. It's like, look, man, the reality is, is most people compete. They, they're preparing. They're going hard. They're preparing. They're doing everything they can. They're training when their opponent's not, blah, 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 right? The other reality is, is that a competition is just a kind of gauge of where your skill set is, right? And sometimes you have to use jujitsu in real life in an uncomfortable setting, right? Like someone attacks my child, that jujitsu is coming out. Someone attacks my wife, someone attacks me, I have to protect myself, protect my family, that jujitsu is coming out. And I'm not going to have a warm up mat that day. I'm not going to have a time to like measure out my broccoli and chicken, make sure my diet's on point, right? Like I'm not going to have those opportunities. What I have is a skill set that I've attained over 29 years of doing this, right? And, and so, and so that's where I kind of lean into right now, right? Like, Part of me going in right now, part of this dedication, determination of showing up is, is just showing up so that I can keep that sword sharp, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be a, like, it doesn't have to be a, a battle every time. Just keep that sword sharp, right? Make sure that what I'm doing is 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 enough to keep my family safe, keep me entertained, right? Because that's the reality of it too. I enjoy it when I'm there. And also just kind of commit to myself, right? And so that that's kind of where I'm at today. It's it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks of training, and I'm looking forward to really get back to it and grinding hard um, when I get back from Chicago. Yeah. And, you know, one role that you play now because you're uh, you're not competing uh, and, and you don't have anything on the books per se or anything that's pressing yeah. is, is you're an incredible coach and you're a great oh, teammate. Thanks, and so what, you know, I'm selfishly really benefiting from you showing up. And so sometimes, you know. I'll take it. Yeah, dude, for sure. And I think you, maybe you don't see it as much, but the service that you provide other people when you're even more available, right? So like when we're in a round and you and I aren't, you know, we're not counting points as much, you know, we're not, and you're just kind of, you're matching me and you're seeing where I'm at. And, and yeah. like yesterday, right. Where, um, yeah. we had, a, we had a great exchange with like 30 seconds to go and there was an opportunity for me to hit a triangle and I was shy. I you know, decided to yeah. do something different and you stopped for a minute and you're like, Hey man, like you saw the triangle there. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, you know, why didn't you go yeah. for it? I'm like, ah, you know, like, you got a big neck. Like, I don't think I can get my leg. And you're like, dude, let's go. Like, you know, and yeah. that's an opportunity that if we were both really so dialed in and focused on winning yeah. that round, you would never have, I mean, you're a great training partner. So maybe you would have, but you know, oftentimes people wouldn't give me the opportunity to, dial something in like that, that might end up really becoming a, ch a change in my jiu-jitsu. I mean, you sat there, you're like, dude, your, your legs are so strong. Like you've got these yeah. big, this is how your body's built. When you see an opportunity like that, you need to take it. And you know, that little pep talk could, you know, that could serve me so well in, totally. you know, when I'm competing or, you know, even when I'm rolling in the future. And so you, you may not think that, you know, you may not even know how helpful you are just by showing up. And I think a lot of other people, again, like um, maybe that's a, an important part of balance as well. Uh, it's just being of service sometimes. And sometimes, great like, point. you know, like right now I would say I'm because that's one thing that I really appreciate this week is that, you know, I've had partners really step up for me. Uh, you know, last Saturday at Gorilla Den, like you know, yeah. people, people put on geese, even though it's no geese season and people were, you know, like, Tim was giving me such good training. And, yeah. um, every, everybody was really, you know, uh, everyone's giving, everyone's giving me training. Uh, and it's, it's a Saturday, you know, it's, it's a day we always train hard, but they're also kind of stepping up a level for me and not letting me take rounds off and, and sitting mm -hmm. out rounds so that I don't have to take rounds off. And it's a situation where you feel a little selfish because you're like, man, you know, whatever. But it's also a situation where you're like, I told these people that I'm a competitor and they're going to hold me to it. Um, totally. And so, yeah, I just really, yeah, I've just been really appreciative of the community aspect this week because like, yeah, I, 
jujitsu is not something you can do by yourself. And right. yeah, everybody's got a role to play. Yeah. No, I appreciate that, man. And, and, and look, you're ready for this tournament, dude. I can't wait to see you compete on uh, in a couple of weeks. I, I feel like you've just gotten better and better and better. And it's really, I think I mentioned this last time too. It's exciting for me to see. And you know, when, when, going back to the idea of like, you know, that triangle moment, I feel like if I didn't tell you that it's a missed opportunity for me, right? Like I want the best version of Blake because the best version of Blake is going to force me to be the best version of me. Right. And if we all have that mentality, we're just going to keep up leveling every single time. Everyone's going to get better. Everyone's going to get better. Right. Like you, you know, my signature moves, I, I like to hit all the time and you learn the defense on that. And it forces me to learn how to adjust to that. And then you yeah. learn the adjustment to the adjustment. Right. And so on and so forth. And so, um, yeah, man, I, like that's part of the reason, like, whether it's you or any of my students or any of my friends I'm training with, I, like, yeah, come on, try this on me. Here, here's how you're going to beat me. Here's, here's the cheat code to beat me. Here's how you stop my move. Right. Like, so, um, yeah, man. Awesome, dude. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's talk about snacks. <laughs> Snack attack time, baby. All right, what last time I made, last time I made a promise. I promised this week would be no junk food. And I kept that promise. The Clementine is what I'm eating right now. I've had three of these this morning. I think the perfect summer food, right? It's healthy. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I feel like it's overdone, but I love Clementines. They just make me feel good. As as tired as I may sound right now, I sound even worse this morning. And so like I had a few of those and just I can feel the like the juice just like, you know, give me energy, you know? Yeah. So, I don't no, know. I mean I I uh Yeah. Not too long ago, we were at Trader Joe's and they were handing them out. And I gave one to yeah. Owen, and Owen goes, "This is like candy." And I said, "Owen, that is candy." That and is, he was buddy. Like, that oh, is. Oh yeah, I'm like he totally loved yeah. it. So it's a it's a good sheet for your kids too. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, dude, I'm uh, I'm want? a little bit less healthy. I'm on like the the cheat health kind of. End. Nice. Um, I've been for the past few months, we've been getting into the the olote salad um from yeah uh trader joe's and it is basically like i said i told you it's hardly a salad it's yeah. more like coleslaw man I love um, it. it's like just I like try it. a mayo-based elote dressing a little bit spicy a little well, a little bit crunchy and i just kind of make some shredded chicken and, and put it all together with a couple of avocados and yeah. honestly dude it's probably a thousand calories but <laughs> it's like it's such a nice like summer comfort food especially you know training hard or um, yeah it's an easy meal it's an easy win highly recommend dude i'm like a i'm such a sucker i gotta for like try seasonal it salads at trader joe's sucker for what like the seasonal salads at trader joe's oh, dude i feel like yeah. They, yeah. They, they they suck me in um yeah i'm like oh cool i get addicted to whatever's on the shelf and then they change it in six months i'm like oh man but, dude you, you you make me want to get one i think right. i might grab one for lunch today nice um Cool, man. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about pop culture. Are you watching any shows lately or what's going on? You know, I, I am not. I haven't really had time for TV the last couple of weeks. And I know there's been a couple that are on my radar that I've mentioned here. But, um, you know, like whenever I have like that, that few minutes in between, like where I just want to turn my brain off, like maybe a quick 30 and I don't want to figure out what to watch. I've been kind of leaning into um, into TikTok a lot lately. And um, it's kind of getting lost. And then I've kind of gone down this like, rabbit hole of like um cooking talk we're like really quick like fun recipes and um actually learn how to make a proper cuba libre and it's not nice. just a bunch of rum and throw coke in there it's not and um <laughs> i learned how to make one and, and really enjoyed it and so i've been yeah diving into tiktok i will say also uh for anyone from chicago that's listening or any cubs fans i've enjoyed the pleasant distraction of my cubbies finally starting to pick it up a little bit. Um, they just won this afternoon against the Pirates. And um, yeah, it's been a nice little distraction. So nothing quite yet that I've been uh, I've been watching regularly, but I'm really looking forward to getting into, into Succession and Severance ASAP. Nice. Uh, quick sports note. Again, like sports and superheroes yeah. are not my strong suit, but I know. did you see the, uh, did you see the anti-boycott that the A's fan, the Oakland uh, A's yeah. fans staged? Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, 
So the owner of the Oakland A's, uh, they were recently yeah. purchased and he's, he's a billionaire. Yeah. And, you know, the A's have not been doing well for a long time. No, the trash. <laughs> he wants to move them out yeah. of Oakland. To Vegas. To Vegas. Yeah. And it's yeah. such a... Oh, it's such a sore spot, man. Because like an A's game, same thing with like a Giants game. Like I'm not a sports yeah. guy, but it's such a part. Being able to go to a couple of games a year is such a part of the culture. Yeah. Like I've, I've, yeah. I went to so many Giants games, dude, and I couldn't, dude. I, I don't. I'm terrible with baseball, just because yeah. it's like it's such a great, you know, it's a cool afternoon. park. It's a beautiful, yeah, it's a park. Yeah. beautiful park. And you know, A's Park is is the same way, dude. It's like such a. It's easy. You take the really? board there. Yeah, you get off the train, you walk. It's such a cool feeling. It's such a cool part of being in the Bay Area. And um, oh, so so the uh, – I can't remember the guy's name, but basically the fans staged like a fuck that guy day. And they completely sold out the stadium, which is like the first time in forever, and just had like a crazy like yeah. – they were just like the biggest A's fan for like a whole day. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you know. It'd be great if they turned out more frequently, but they're they are starting yeah. to because they're you know, Oakland wants. I mean, dude, we lost the Raiders, um, lost. Uh, oh, I'll say this: yeah. if maybe the fans showed up to the game, we wouldn't be in this predicament, guys. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, man. Uh, shows we finished we finished alone, but I, I, you know, since you're talking about TikTok, obviously, yeah. I spent a lot of time on there. Um, and uh, oh, hold on a second. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, I, I would say a, a good quality follow on TikTok is this guy called Chem Thug, C H E M dot T H U G. Uh, he's a PhD huh? candidate in synthetic organic chemistry, and he explains things in like really simple terms, and he's freaking hilarious so like things like you know why you should never use bleach to clean a litter box which is kind of yeah. obvious um ammonia and bleach <laughs> are like the they used to call it the housewives cocktail um you know it'll knock you out uh, or like oh, you know wow oh yeah did, did you not know that I did, I did not know that oh yeah dude it used to be called uh, something like the yeah i think it's called, it used to call the housewives cocktail because people be watching um you, you wash the um the bathtub with ammonia yeah that's in your comet and you would, you know, be bleaching the tiles and the two of them together, uh, create a chemical that will just completely knock you out. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, so he like does like funny things like that. And then, so there's like, obviously a lot of ammonia in, um, in, uh, cat, like cat shit and cat piss. And so, uh, okay. people will clean those with bleach and then they'll have a similar experience. Um, and then stuff like, you know, there's a, a big colloidal silver, thing going around right now uh colloidal silver is like super toxic and poisonous and people are like no nah, man you can just this and like it does all of this stuff and it's like complete pseudoscience uh and he like um yeah he demystifies some of that stuff it kind of makes it really simple so chem thug chem thug give him a follow i have to check him out i, I definitely will it sounds yeah. interesting awesome um nice man cool man i think that's about it for this week yeah what's um, uh what's your big takeaways yeah, man. You know, what I enjoy most about these conversations is I think as a parent, there's like a feeling, you know, you really feel like you're in your own little world here. Uh, and so even, and especially even as a training partner, like hearing you say I'm tired is like, yeah. oh man, like I get tired too. And yeah. hearing you be like, yeah, like vacation was hard, um, but it was great. And it's all about the balance between the two, you know, yeah. and like the fact that, you know, hilariously in this, even in this interview, like Owen's knocking on my door and in this podcast, Owen's knocking on my door, your mother-in-law is opening the garage door, right? Like you can see how we're struggling with balance yeah. in yeah. this exact moment, right? Totally. So yeah, I just, I love that this is like, yeah, that this just makes me feel a little bit less alone, I guess. Yeah. Totally. I mean, you know, people, people for a while have asked me like, you know, at, at the gym, like, how do I, how do I balance it all? Like, right? Like, how do you, how do you train twice a day and juggle a career and juggle the kids and juggle the family and still have time for X, Y, and Z, right? Like, and the reality is, is it is hard. It is hard. And sometimes I struggle at it a lot. I'm struggling at it right now. Right. Um, but you make, sorry, 
and you make time for the things that are important, right? You make time for the things that are important to you and you figure it out, right? So one of my trainings is super early in the morning. Maybe that means I go to sleep earlier, right? Yeah. My students are important to me. I find time on the calendar for them, right? My my career is very important to me. I figure out, find time to make, make sure that that's, that's running smoothly, right? Like training, my own training is important to me. Yeah. Make sure I, I schedule it, right? So for me, finding balance is about preparation, right? Blake, you know, I've got like, I'm a madman with a, with a spreadsheet, right? Like yeah. I have a spreadsheet that every day, well, this is my, my to-do list. How do I, how do I balance? How do I make time for the things that are important to me? What does that mean in terms of what time I'm going to sleep? What to, what's that mean in, time, in terms of what, what time I'm waking up, right? Like when am I eating? When am I doing this, right? Like, so just, if I don't prepare, then it all kind of goes to shit, right? Yeah. And so that's how I find the balance, right? That's how I find the balance. And and with that said, there are days I still struggle with. There are weeks I struggle with. There are months I struggle with it. Yeah. Because we're human and that happens, right? And so that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm in the in the midst of that struggle and I'll get through it in a week, I'm sure. Or maybe yeah. at the end of this week. I don't know. That perspective I think is super key, right? Like it doesn't all need to happen today. It doesn't all have to get done yeah. today. It needs to get done. Yeah. But like, you know. If, if 6 a.m. training doesn't happen today, that doesn't mean that you're a failure at jiu-jitsu. That just means Correct. that today you needed to balance that out somewhere else and you'll get that class in somewhere else. Yeah. One yeah, of man. the things I've done... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, one last point. No, no, go, um, go. One of the things I've done is, um, you know, like I said, I love my spreadsheets. I have a spreadsheet of every Super helpful minute, every minute that I've trained right? Like, and I don't count warmups. I don't count drilling. I count actual training, right? And so when I look at that at the end of the week or the month and I say, hey, I've trained the same same amount of time I did last month. It, it makes me feel a little better about like, okay, I really needed Thursday off. I needed to take Thursday off. Yeah. Okay. My body just can't handle it, but I'll make up for it training extra on whatever, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? Like yeah. as long as I hit that goal number by the end of the month, end of the week, whatever that looks like, then I'm doing okay, right? Yeah. And so maybe, maybe maybe it takes me through the month, right? I don't know. So that's been helpful for me. And um, I know I'm a little neurotic like that and that's not everyone's bag, but um, it's just something that's been helpful for me. It's super helpful, right? So like I have a, yeah. I have a similar thing, right? Like it used to be for a while. I, I recommend this to anybody who gets into jujitsu, but it's like, hey, three days. Sorry, oh, it's, oh, it's kind of don't right apologize. Now. Don't apologize. <laughs> it's uh, it's three days and twenty rounds. So yeah, commit yourself to minimum of three days or twenty rounds. I like that. And I like that. You can't get worse at three days and twenty rounds. And so like yeah. that was just a simple one for me that like. I don't know. Made sense. Very not as not as down to the details, but I hope that that helps. All right, man. Great talk today, Blake. Yeah, dude. Likewise. Um, cool, dude. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you for listening to Grappling with Fatherhood. Um, if you got this far, congratulations. Also, please uh, rate, like, subscribe, click all the buttons. Uh, it really helps us out. If you want to reach out, please send us a message at grapplingwithfatherhoodpod at gmail.com. And until next time, protect your damn neck. All right, take care.